Welcome to Photo Mission Focus, Discussing Photography, a podcast all about the things that we love about photography. This is Focus on Rotation, where I have different hosts joining me at the desk as we share and learn each week. Come and enjoy this week's episode with us. Welcome to Phone Mission Focus Discussing Photography. Hi, I'm Steve Finkel. On this episode of Focus, I'm Flying Solo. On this episode, I want to talk to you about portrait photography, and in particular, I want to talk about environmental portraits. So it's a term that some photographers may have heard, or some may be going, what's an what's a environmental portrait? For most photographers know what a portrait is. It's usually someone sitting down in front of the camera posing for you and you're taking their their picture. People take portraits for different types of reasons. Sometimes it's to celebrate a, a special time in their life, maybe a milestone, graduation, a birthday or some some other some other reason that someone wants to record that you know that that point in time and how they looked and potentially capturing how they feel in that image as well. For a lot of people, shooting portraiture photography is quite a, a challenging thing. I know a lot of people are happy to shoot landscape and maybe dabble in some other areas of photography, you know, sports and that type of stuff. But when you're sitting down with a person and essentially you're, all the focus is on that person. So a portrait you know, photographer focuses on the subject, works with the subject, uh, helps the subject get into a comfortable pose and then um, captures, captures that person. And portrait photography in Ben, yeah, it's probably one of the earliest, I suppose, types of photography that since photography was invented that people started to realise they could sit down. I mean, what used to happen back in quite a long time ago, people would have sit for a painting of a family portrait. So you see in these old, very old English mansions and other places across Europe, you know, have these um, family portrait photos painted on canvas which obviously was a pretty time-consuming exercise and obviously probably you know for most times I think people only did them maybe once or maybe even twice in their life even though they probably could afford it but it's just such a long process when when photography came along it opened up I suppose a whole new lot of possibilities because now you can make a portrait fairly quickly um, even in the older days where people did have to sit for quite a long period very still because the emulsions on the film was not that sensitive to light. So quite often, you know, heard of people sitting for three minutes while they're taking a portrait, which is an incredibly long time to sit still. We've come a long way with photography and, like I said, portraiture photography is still popular as ever. And I think something, you know, has happened where potentially there was environmental portraiture photography happening in the early days but it wasn't kind of I suppose spoke about in the terms that it's spoken about today and I think it's it's really interesting because for people who wanted to dabble into and get into shooting people and shooting people is one of the most rewarding types of photography um, pursuits you can take because if you can capture somebody you know in a, in a particular way it's fantastic because that's a record then they've got for the rest of their lives it's got something that they can they can look back on in years to come and remember that time or remember what they were doing when they were that age. And it's the type of thing, like I said, where 
people have done it for years and years and years. And again, it's kind of hasn't, it's really never gone out of vogue. Like portrait photography, people still go sit for, you know, sit, um, portraits. You know, a lot of studios offer a sitting session where, you know, you, you sit for a small amount of money and you might get a, a couple of very small prints. And then you can obviously purchase bigger or larger images printed on whatever medium you want to print it on. And I think that's, like I said, families still do it. But this episode, I wanted to really, I suppose, talk about and explore the world of environmental portraits because it is very different to portrait you would take for another you know, occasion like a like celebrating a milestone or a birthday or, or, or just recording recording that person in a point in time. You know, environmental portrait, there's so many different elements in play that you, you can tell a lot more about the person. You know, a standard kind of sitting portrait, you know, most people would go along to a a portrait shoot. They typically go rattle through their wardrobe and they've dragged out some of their Sunday best and maybe have even stopped off on the way at the hairdressers and got their hair done, tried to actually look their very best and maybe if ladies out there, a lot of them might, you know, obviously make take particular attention to their makeup, making sure their makeup's perfect um, because obviously this is going to be recorded and be around for a very, very long time. So it's different because uh, environmental portrait, in my mind, in the, in the way I'm, I think about it, is pretty much, it's a warts and all type capture of a person. So it's really capturing that person, the way they are, doing something about their life. So say, for instance, if it was a, um environmental portrait of a baker, you'd shoot that in their place of work because you want to convey to people who who is this person what do they do and i think environmental portraits that's what they do they actually tell you something about the person and you have a lot of opportunities in when you shoot the scene where you position the person in that you know in that scene as to what elements you know if it was a baker you'd obviously want to have probably you know maybe some bags of flowers stacked up in the back you know maybe some dough on the on the bench and some utensils and or even some finished product sitting there. And the person, like I said, isn't going to be in their Sunday Sunday best. They're going to be wearing what they normally wear to work. And quite often, as a baker, it's going to have you know, some type of hair net on, covering the hair, which is kind of a requirement in most food preparation um, type of scenarios. So this is a very different type of image to a normal sat portrait because it's very much like I said trying to say something about that person trying to capture them in their natural habitat and whether it be a working habitat and basically when someone looks at that without really even drilling too deep in the image they they realize what the person does for a living and I think it's it's fantastic so I kind of love the idea of exploring uh, environmental portraits and there's so many different places you could go into to shoot environmental portraits. You know, whether it be on a building site with a builder, you know, working away with the sawdust and the timber and house frames and all that type of jazz, and capturing an honest picture of him, you know, in their kind of working, work kind of clothes and that type of stuff. And quite often they might be, you know, dirty and dusty with a bit of plaster dust or, or something, you know, because that's how that person is and that's how they work in that particular scenario 
And look, sometimes I think some corporate headshots almost border on environmental portraiture because sometimes they'll be shot in the boardroom or they'll be shot in a place of work where that type of person goes about their day-to-day business. But I think for me, like the, the kind of, when someone says to me an environmental portrait, what I always conjures up in my mind is someone doing something, someone in their, where they do something, um, they, you know, and they're in their, they're in their garb, how they would normally be at work doing that particular activity. And like I said, it, it does allow you to be able to do a range of different things and and not all environmental portraits have to be staged or, or posed. Yes, yeah, some of them are. I mean, obviously, you stop the person doing what they're doing. They're pretending to mix the mix in the bowl and they're looking at the camera. But there's opportunities to shoot environmental portraits while people are actually going about their day-to-day activity and just be the fly-on-the-wall type photographer who's just observing and taking the pictures as they... See, see fit, looking at different, you know, how the, how the person turns, how the light's on them, the action that they're doing. And like I said, it runs right through to the point where even if you're shooting someone like playing live music, that that's really kind of environmental, especially if it's a tight, if it's a tight shot of the, of the lead singer or, or the guitarist or the drummer or whatever, and you frame that up in a portrait-style shot, then... It's an environmental portrait because it says something about that person. I mean, that person's in front of a microphone and the mouth's open, and they're obviously a singer. Or if that person's sitting behind, you know, behind a drum kit and they've got drumsticks in hand and they're they're, they're bashing the skins, then you kind of know that they are a drummer or a singer. So those are kind of environmental portraits, and because they have kind of taken like the fly on the wall approach where you you just they're not actually posing for you they're going about doing their doing their thing of playing music and then you're just there as a photographer just observing and capturing images as they're um going about their activity so on this episode I'm talking about environmental portraits it's I think it's a really good area of portraiture photography to get into if you're if you're thinking about you'd like to take more people shots but you're just a little bit a little bit scared about sitting someone down and trying to pose them in case you can't get them can't capture them in a in in the light that you'd like and um you know this is a way you could kind of i suppose put your toe in the water and just get a you know start shooting some environmental portraits of people doing stuff so and quite often opportunities to shoot environmental portraits are all around us like in your workplace there's potentially people who depending where you your main point of employee is you know there could be other people working in the warehouse or there could be people on a forklift there could be people assembling things or welding or grinding or doing some other activities where is um if you get permission to go and shoot them you can kind of capture them in a in a way, but just remember to include enough elements in the picture so it tells the story. And I think environmental portraiture is very much storytelling photography because it tells you so much about that person, you know, what they're wearing, what the what's in the background, what's in the foreground, what they may be holding, you know, those type of things. And, and the items around them really make for a strong storyline to the point where, like I said, you can even you know construct the story by making sure you 
you have all the elements you need in there to to um, to convey to the viewer what is actually happening and what this person's about. Where are they going? What are they doing? I think it's a, a fantastic way to, like I said, and there's so many different areas of portraiture photography. You know, there's um, when you look at the different other types of, you know, like I said, we've talked earlier about the um, sit and pose type portraiture photography. The other thing since the invention of camera phones called a selfie, but really it's it's a self-portrait. So a lot of people are now getting very comfortable with taking pictures of themselves, especially the younger younger generation um, have really embraced that whole idea of being able to capture an image of themselves. And again, for a lot of times, some of those pictures, those selfies, are actually in themselves environmental portraits because they're reflecting where they are at a particular point in time. And they're also showing about what they may be doing at that point of time, you know, whether they're at a carnival, um, you know, whether they're at the movies, you know, whether they're at work, wherever they are, I mean, there's clues in those images. So they're not just they're not just self portraits. They're actually, like I said, some of them can be environmental portraits. And the other thing, like, you know, some of them you see quite often people take pictures in their bedroom and there's elements in there. So you can actually see elements of the lives. You might be able to see what's on the walls, if there's posters on the walls, or how the room is decorated, what type of items are in the room. It can tell you a whole lot about that person, you know, whether that person's into you know, models, there's a whole lot of models, you know, on shelves on the wall or, or whatever, or whether they're into, you know, stuffed toys or whatever. I mean, there's a whole range of things you can draw from just a photograph. So there's that type of thing that's self-portrait, like I said, which has been made very, very popular. And I think the the great thing about it is now that maybe because of the selfie that people are less, how would you say, are less scared for a photographer to take their photo because they've taken their maybe taken their their own photo so many times before, and they think, oh well, this person knows what they're doing, so they're actually going to get a better, they're going to get a better picture of me than I could take. So maybe the um, kind of the ice ice is broken there a little bit that people can uh, warm to the idea of a photographer asking to take someone's photo or to take a you know portrait. So I mean, like I said, there's there's various different types of uh, portraiture photography and I we touched on a little bit talking about corporate headshots so headshots is a form of portraiture photography taken for a particular reason and you know typically in kind of a headshot one there, there is a, there's not a lot of um not a lot of going on in the background because you don't want too much you know saying something about the person you're trying to I suppose if a board wants to take pictures of the board members to put up on the website so people are thinking about investing in that company and buying shares. I'm going to say, well, who are the, who's on the board? And they're going to go through and sometimes it's pleasing to see somebody to know and then read a little bit about their bio. But to see them sitting there and, and smiling at the camera, again, for some people that can be, oh, this person seems confident. They seem to know what they're doing. Oh, yes, I like, I like the sound of this company. Yes, I might invest some of my money in this company and buy some shares. So, you know, the corporate headshot again. It's it's a form of portraiture photography, and like I said, it sometimes can kind of nearly cross over into the environmental portrait area as well. But I think for most people shooting shooting them, will kind of be mindful not to make the pictures, not to have too much information because obviously, with a you know corporate headshot, you just want to concentrate on that person. With an environmental portrait, you want to. You want, you want the viewer to scan the photo. You want the, the viewer to actually look through around 
picking up, you know, the visual clues that are that you leave in the image to tell something about that person. And it could be even like, you know, sometimes there might be a well-placed note on the wall on a, on a notice board or something which has some extra information in it that people can, you know, as they're drilling around in the image, they can see it. Um, sometimes, like I said, that can be um, deliberately placed there or it could just be purely how it's positioned in its normal run of things, like it's just basically that fly-on-the-wall um, snapshot. And like I said, I don't think there's a there's a hard, fast rule about whether you stage elements of a environmental portrait, whether that actually makes it anything less. I don't think so. I think it's still worthy photography depending on, you know, on how you've created it, whether you've had some, made some changes to the environment. I think the, you know, one thing about environmental photography photography is you need to make it sure i think keep it honest don't try and make it fake i mean we see the we see some of the kind of um influences on instagram and those types of things who who create kind of fake environmental portraits you know they they pose outside a front door of a mansion and they've got this you know lavish massive you know 10 foot high front door and they they've, they've taken a picture of themselves and more, or, or you know, more or less implying that they potentially live there, and quite often that's not the case. And we've seen this people being caught out posting stuff, and then um, you know, people with a keen eye go, "No, that's not. I've seen that before, and that's at such and such, and I know who lives there, and that's not this person." So, trying to have some honesty in the um, in your you know your photography is always important. I think to to kind of be honest as a photographer, and not try to deceive. There's times too when you do want to, you'll create elements in an in a image um, by using things like composite techniques where you, you bring over layers of, of stuff into the image. And again, but most times people will disclose that, that it, it, it is a uh, composite or it, it's, it's done to the point where you, it, it's very obvious that these elements have been added, but they do add to the, the overall storytelling effect that you're trying to do with the picture. So yeah, so environmental photography, maybe it's something you can look at getting into. Maybe it's an area of photography that you haven't actually tried capturing people in that type of environment, in the natural environment. Maybe it's something that you can go off and experiment with yourself and just see, you know, like I said, look around you in the circle of friends. Most people have people who work in various different industries and like I said, not, you know, for safety reasons, not not you're not always going to be allowed into a situation where there's um, you know a production floor or something where there's things happening with a camera and there might be you know OH&S issues but there's definitely opportunities for people to get in and shoot stuff I mean you know even like I said sometimes people boarding pictures of sports people very much can be an environmental um, image or environmental portrait and you think about a swimmer He's been training, so they're training, and they've just pulled off. You know, they're pulling off the the cap and um, or lifting the goggles, and you know they've just got out of the pool, been doing laps, and the water's still beat beaded up on their skin. You know, again, these are the types of things that sometimes can be can happen, like I said, after a training session. So it's not going to interfere with their with their day to day activities, but again, you can might be able to capture that person in a particular way where you can tell that they've really worked hard. You, know, you can just tell by the expression on their face and what's in their eyes that they've just had a really intense, really grueling 
training session in the pool and um, kind of giving it all 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 they've got. So again, I think it's like I said, it's a great way to start shooting people. And once you start shooting people and you start getting comfortable capturing people, it'll help you grow your confidence. So maybe you can move into more where you start doing. I mean, if your if your goal is to ultimately to have a studio type situation and have people come in and sit, you take their photos and then you print and charge them for the photos. You know, this could be a way to help build up your confidence, build up your skill set, because the things you'll learn shooting in an environment, like I said, there's always challenges. In a studio situation, you've got a lot of control over what's going on and you can control where the light's coming from. You know, if someone's working at a workbench and the sun's blasting in for a window, you know, that mightn't be the most pleasing lighting for that particular shot. But again, it's kind of, it's it's something, like I said, good to hone your skills on to see how you can deal with it, what you can do um, differently. Even to the point too, and I think about this, maybe it's um, someone in your immediate family, maybe it's your father or maybe it's your grandfather has a shed down the back and they love tinkering the shed. They've, you know, they've got a wood lathe or they've got you know, other equipment in there where they fashion up stuff. That, that can be a great place to start. That can be a really good place to start for someone who is known to you. And like I said, capture them in their, in their natural environment. And that's, that's the power of an environmental portrait. Putting that person in that place, in those surroundings, doing a particular activity, which really says a lot about that person, like I said. And a lot of people will know someone who, like I said, like, likes to go down the shed and tinker and you know, make things out of timber or metal or it might even be they might restore cars or, you know, it could be also the other thing is don't forget the you know, your, your mum or your grandmother or, or an auntie or somebody who, who loves cooking. Some great pictures to be taken in the kitchen of, say, the home cook baking a cake or, or doing some other type of cooking activity and be able to capture them. And again, quite often... In a kitchen situation, you've got some really cool things like you've got window light. So if you pick the right time of day, quite often the window light can produce some really nice soft um, images and you can use that without kind of bringing any artificial light in. And I think for a lot of times too, when you do see environmental um, portraits, quite often there's not a lot of lighting used. A lot of people try and use the lighting that's available. And it may be because you can position the person so, you know, you can you can see their face okay. But sometimes, like some in some areas, environmental portraiture needs to be a bit gritty and a bit dark and a bit moody. You know, someone who's, say, working away in a kind of a dirty old factory, sometimes, like, the light, the light is poor. It's not always the brightest places. And like I said, sometimes there's a lot of, you know, maybe dust or pollutants in the air, so the air's not always that clear. And again, these can make for great, I suppose, scenes in the image. You know, they can really add to that image with just what's available to you. So I kind of encourage people to get out there and have a crack at trying to create themselves an environmental portrait. And like I said, maybe start close to home. You know, shoot someone who who you haven't maybe considered shooting in that way. You might have sat, you know, your grandfather down and the grandmother down and shot them sitting in the lounge chair and done the kind of, you know, that type of portraiture. 
But think about, you know, if, if one of those people, they have a hobby and it could be like, say, if your grandmother's great at crocheting or knitting or sewing, a great kind of environmental portrait in front of the sewing machine or, you know, like I said, doing some needlework. But then again, keep keep the shots rather tight so it's really, you know, it is a portrait rather than a kind of a an overview shot where you shoot the whole room. I mean, again, for my mind, portraiture is where the, the person is kind of one of the biggest pieces of the image. You know, if you took a person in a factory and they're standing back, but the factory kind of dwarfs them. Yes, it kind of is. Done. It is a an environmental portrait to a degree. But if that was shot was tightened up, for most people, I think we'll think about it as a portrait shot is is a fairly tight shot. And the other thing too is playing around with the format, like shooting it in portrait mode rather than landscape. And I think that's just kind of allows you to kind of get more of that person, especially if you're coming in close and get the head and shoulders, maybe hands doing something. I mean, I've seen some great environmental portraits done in people, you know, like a watchmaker, I'm working on a watch, you know, with the the little tiny tools and, you know, the, the big hands, but working away very finely, repairing a watch or, or, or doing something else to it. And again, it makes for a really interesting image and it tells you something about it. So on this episode, we've been talking about environmental portraits. And like I said, it's something I encourage people to get out and have a have just have a try and to shoot some environmental portraits and always with all your photography you'll grow as a photographer if you shoot as often as you can and if you try shooting different things I mean as you try and shoot different types of stuff which helps build your skill set helps you grow as a photographer it helps you get a handle on working with light how you can use it to your advantage how you can actually use it to produce really pleasing images if you like this episode, please leave us a comment or, like I said, jump on any of our social media for the Photo Mission um, social media sites of Facebook, on Instagram. The podcast themselves have their own Instagram account. Um, so you might look up uh, Photo Mission Podcast and jump on there and follow that site. Um, we'd love to always hear your feedback and your comments. By all means, send us messages. In the show notes, typically you better find the, you better send us a, an email if you have an idea for someone to be on the show or a subject for us to talk about. Until next time, enjoy your photography and hope you get out there and find a whole new way of looking at people and the things they do. See ya. That's all for this episode this week. Thanks for listening. If you have enjoyed the show, please leave us a comment and don't forget to follow us on your favourite podcast app and social media sites. Remember, photography is a pursuit where there's always something new to learn. Safe and happy shooting, everyone.